ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम द भगवद गीता चैप्टर 17, द डिविजन्स ऑफ फेथ इन द प्रीवियस चैप्टर कृष्णा डिस्क्राइब्ड टू एक्सट्रीम्स द डिवाइन एंड द डिमोनिक Our day-to-day experience however reveals that we are actually having many faces and not necessarily one or the other. Life is generally not black or white but usually different shades of grey. The faces that we present on a daily basis reveal something about our faith or something we trust, believe and place value upon. So chapter 17 describes how a person's affiliation to a particular guna or mode will determine the type of faith they have the kind of inclinations the likes dislikes tastes they will have we have been discussing this uh, topic of uh, three gunas and it is so prominently occupying every aspect of our life that uh, we become like robots we are being made to dance by the three gunas the way they want us to dance so everything that we think speak to like dislike uh, get attracted to or repulse is influenced by the three gunas controlling us so in the first section of this chapter text number 1 through 7 krishna explains although religious people are often referred to as people of faith the reality is that everyone has faith We all put faith in traffic lights, doctors and even banks to name but a few. Without faith, we couldn't function in this world. And what is faith? To have faith means to see opportunity, reward and value in something even though it may not be immediately experienced. That is called faith. Shraddha. Therefore according to one's faith one identifies objects of adoration and reverence and begins to worship them in different ways in accordance to this individuals adopt world views lifestyles and character traits so krishna begins a discussion of this by giving examples of how a particular uh, guna that is controlling an individual influencing a person decides his diet the kind of food he eats and the kind of sacrifices the religious rituals he engages in the type of religion he engages in and the purpose so text number 1 chapter number 17 arjuna uvacha as usual he begins with a question arjuna uvacha ye shastra vidhi mutsrijya yajante shraddhayan vitah tesham nishthatu ka krishna satvam aho rajastamaha arjuna inquired o krishna what is the situation of those who do not follow the principles of scripture but according to their own imagination but worship according to their own imagination are they in goodness passion or ignorance which guna is controlling them that means those people who follow certain uh, type of uh, mode of worship but according to whatever they think and feel is right and most of the people nowadays are doing that they are following something without understanding the philosophy behind that and that therefore it turns into sentimentalism fanaticism 
like Srila Prabhupada, the founder Acharya of Hiskon, he used to say that religion without proper philosophy is sentimentalism. My path is the best. Best. Why? So there is a, that uh, unspoken line because I am the best. So there is ego. So everything has now become based on ego. Even the religion, the most uh, powerful path, which should lead to virtuous qualities, humility, has resulted in giving rise to uh, unimaginable uh, amount of false ego in individuals today. Why? Because they have no philosophical understanding. Why? Because they do not take time out to hear from the right authorities, from the scriptures. Because knowledge about God, religion must come from scriptures. It doesn't come from social media. It doesn't come from our own mind, on which we have no control. So, if we don't accept a bona fide guru and don't hear from him humbly, how can we expect to understand the philosophy behind religion? So. Krishna is asking, what is their position? Which mood are they in? Krishna answers, Shri Bhagavan Vacha. So many times we keep following without understanding why we are doing it. And the problem is nowadays the generation wants to know the reason and we don't know the reason because we ourselves never asked for it. So therefore we need to be well versed with this knowledge so that we can uh, pass on this legacy, the real legacy to the future generation and thus save the world from destruction. Because any society which does not have a spiritual culture is doomed. It's an animal society without spiritual foundation. And it is bound to, uh, I mean, get uh, or bound to fail in its purpose. The purpose of society is to make sure everybody is Every individual is happy, satisfied. But that's not possible if there is no spiritual foundation. Because animal civilization means survival of the fittest. And animal civilization means there is no higher principle in life. The only goal in life is eating, sleeping, mating, defending. If that only remains the goal of society, there is going to be struggle, hard struggle for existence, survival of the fittest. People will fight among themselves and which is happening today. So, and even if people are following, they're just following just for the sake of it. They don't even try to figure out the reason behind uh, a particular information they get. Like it has become so dull that people get some messages on WhatsApp talking about Krishna or Ram or any some message from scripture. They think it is the absolute truth. Anybody can write anything on WhatsApp. We don't even have the intelligence or I would say patience or clarity to verify the source of information that comes to us just because it appears on WhatsApp or social media or Google, Wikipedia where anybody can write anything we think it is right. No. Imperfect individuals have posted information on these platforms. We must verify everything with scriptures. We must hear from scriptures from the bona fide devotees of the Lord. Otherwise, how will we know why we are doing what we are doing? And if we do not have our why answered, uh, we will not sustain on any path what to speak of spirituality, why we are doing what we are doing. And others also, we won't be able to inspire them for long. That why must be answered, not that do it. Why? No, my grandmother did it. So you also should do it. That won't last. 
in fact we might just uh, lead to destruction of people's faith it might just turn into sentimentalism then so text number 3 satva nurupa sarvasya shraddha bhavati bharata shraddha mayo ayam purusho yojat shraddha sa evasah o sanna bharata according to one's existence under the various modes of nature one evolves a particular kind of faith so the faith that people have is also based on which guna is controlling them the most like sometimes you speak the same thing same spiritual message but some people have immediate faith it is so natural to them some people develop faith after some time some never develop faith reason is they are bound by different gunas and based on that people put faith in different things and based on that people take different time to develop faith the living being is said to be of a particular faith according to the modes he has acquired now how is that classified text number 4 yajante satvika devan yaksha raksham sirajasah pretan bhuta ganams chane jante tamasa janah men in the mode of goodness worship the demigods the devatas those in the mode of passion worship the demons and those in the mode of ignorance worship ghosts and spirits the distinction is pretty clear then you might ask then then who worships krishna god those who are beyond these three that is these three gunas are material even the mode of goodness is material so those who are in vishuddha satva or purified goodness platform they only get to worship or they de- develop a desire to worship krishna further the kind of austerities and penances people perform they are also in three categories we see different types of people performing different kinds of tapasya or fasting following certain regime discipline in the spiritual life that is also classified according to three gunas that's why we have different types of people in this world why different gunas binding different individuals this is the answer why do people behave the way they do based on different gunas controlling them and which is which is very strong the conditioning of the three gunas text 5 and 6 ashastra vihitam ghoram tapyante yetapo janah dambhahankar samyuktah कामराग बलान्वितः कर्षयन्तः शरीरस्थं भूतग्रामम् अचेतसः मां चैवान्तः शरीरस्थं तान् विद्धियासुर निश्चयान् दोज हु अंडरगो सिवियर ऑस्टेरिटीज एंड पेनेंसेस नॉट रिकमेंडेड इन द स्क्रिप्चर्स जो अपने मन से ही आउट ऑफ देयर ओन विम्स एंड फैंसीज समटाइम्स पीपल मैन्युफैक्चर सम टाइप ऑफ tapasya rituals ha huh? not recommended in the scriptures some fasting performing them out of pride and egoism who are impelled by lust and attachment who are foolish and who torture the material elements of the body as well as the super soul dwelling within are to be known as demons that means people following certain strict spiritual so called spiritual regime or duties extreme degree of fasting and torturing their body like that not eating at all or the many things people do you all know better than me 
but if these things are not mentioned in the scripture they are simply doing it out of lust and attachment for some uh, material ulterior motive and basically they are simply torturing their material elements of the body and the super soul the lord lives within the body he is also being given so much pain and such people krishna says are not known as demons anybody who does some religion based on his own mind but not recommended in the vedic scriptures the authorized scriptures they are known as demons and their austerities bear no fruit now the food that people eat that is also in three gunas krishna describes that like i said each and every aspect of our life is influenced by three gunas what we will like and what we will dislike based on which guna we are carrying from the past text 7 aharastu api sarvasya trividho bhavati priyah yagyastapas tatha danam tesham bhedam imam shunu even the food each person refers prefers is of three kinds according to the three modes of material nature the same is true of sacrifices austerities and charity now here of the distinctions between them <coughs> now krishna explains the food first ayuh sattva balarogya sukha priti vivardhana rasya snigdha stira hrudya aharaha satvika priyah foods dear to those in the mode of goodness increase the duration of life purify one's existence and give strength health happiness and satisfaction such foods are juicy fatty wholesome and pleasing to the heart so food which is healthy which gives strength and we all know it because we are very mindful of our eating nowadays there's so much craze and such food is very pleasing to the heart very satisfying and uh, it doesn't agitate you it doesn't lead to those base qualities gives strength that kind of food is considered to be in the mode of goodness like fruits nuts milk vegetables and this is also the designated food for the human beings according to scriptures according to dharma there are 8.4 million species of life and each individual each body is designated some kind of food like a lion kills other lower animals eats their flesh that is a designated food and the lion does not get any karma for that but when we try to transgress into others territory like humans have the tendency to try all kinds of cuisine but the animals except humans every other species they will not eat anything which is not their designated food a lion will not eat grass a deer will not eat fresh flesh but humans have so disturbed the uh, ecological balance they would like to uh, stick their nose into everyone's business and that is why there is so much problem happening shortage of resources global warming and every now and then some natural calamity a reaction must come if you are causing harm to mother earth and her other children so designated food for humans is fruits nuts milk vegetables and as long as we eat that we are healthy and we don't also uh, barge into somebody else's uh, space and thus we prevent uh, so much karma from 
coming into our life which will lead to future dis- distress eventually so human life is meant to be lived uh, in true mindfulness which is uh, uh, not based on what the popular opinion is what we feel and think is right but what the scriptures say is right so uh, now text 8 sorry 9 uh katva amla lavanati ushna tikshna ruksha vidahinah ahara rajasasyeshta dukha shoka maya pratah translation foods that are too bitter too sour salty hot pungent dry and burning are dear to those in the mode of passion such foods cause distress misery and disease so as i've explained many times there are three gunas and each guna has some particular quality associated with it like mode of goodness means uh, and whatever things we contact in this world they are also under three gunas so whatever we coming in touch with that means we are coming in touch with a particular guna so the qualities associated with those three gunas will also develop in us like if you are eating food in the mode of goodness then we develop the qualities of goodness peaceful we are happy do good type people we don't want to harm anybody we have more knowledge more understanding of right and wrong those who are eating food in the mode of passion so such qualities will also develop the we can't just take one side of the coin if you eat food which is in the mode of passion it causes distress misery disease very spicy hot pungent food pungent and in the mode of goodness text number 7 uh, sorry 10 yatayamam gatarasam puti paryushitam chayat uchchistam api chamedhyam bhojanam tamasapriyam food prepared now this is very interesting food prepared more than 3 hours before being eaten food that is tasteless decomposed and putrid dismiss of non veg bhi aa jata because what is non veg food it is simply dead body and food consisting of remnants and untouchable things is dear to those in the mode of darkness or ignorance so all such food is in the mode of ignorance Now, Prabhupada writes a beautiful purport to end with uh, this section at least. Then we'll continue in the next podcast explanation on uh, how different aspects of our life are influenced by three gunas, and it is important to know this distinction because so that we know which guna we are associating at the moment. We don't even know, so that we know what kind of body we are preparing for ourselves, and we can take precautions. because whatever guna we associate with that body we get in the future the purpose of food is to increase the duration of life purify the mind and aid bodily strength this is its only purpose to increase the duration of life purify the mind and aid bodily strength in the past great authorities selected those foods that best aid health and increase life's duration such as milk products sugar rice wheat fruits and vegetables these foods are very dear to those in the mode of goodness 
some other foods such as baked corn and molasses while not very palatable in themselves can be made pleasant when mixed with milk or other foods they are then in the mode of goodness all these foods are pure by nature they are quite distinct from untouchable things like meat liquor fatty foods as mentioned in the eighth verse have no connection with animal fat obtained by slaughter animal fat is available in the form of milk which is the most wonderful of all foods milk butter cheese and similar products give animal fat in a form which rules out any need for the killing of innocent creatures it is only through brute mentality that this killing goes on the civilized method of obtaining needed fat is by milk slaughter is the way of subhumans protein is amply available through split peas dal whole wheat etc sometimes there is a great uh, misconception about oh you can't you shouldn't have milk baba and they say milk means it leads to disease and this and that the kind of milk people are drinking is bad milk in itself is not bad if you get proper uh, cow milk that is the best in fact it is considered a perfect substitute for mother's milk so there's no better milk than cow's milk but the kind of milk people have been drinking especially in the western world that is bad because their cows are uh, not kept properly they are only kept for withdrawing as much milk as possible they they use machines to take milk out of those cows and when they are no longer in a position to give milk they are sent to slaughterhouses so when the cows are not happy the kind of milk they give their emotions are there and they are given chemicals so because of that the milk that comes out is is really bad mixture of chemicals and bad emotions from the cow and therefore people when they drink milk it is not giving them the uh, desired benefit and therefore the movement has started and india is aping the west it likes to do so so therefore all those evils are coming here and here also the same movement has started oh no milk no milk krishna himself being the supreme lord set the perfect example he was a lover of cows he is known as gopal he is known as govind and he taught how uh, cow milk cow products they are the best milk butter yogurt it's very very special and if we get some authentic source to get the pure cow milk that's the best and we should have it we should feed all our family members also so we should not be distracted by these uh, so called uh, i mean uh, revolutions or whatever we may want to name it we have to use our own intelligence foods in the mode of passion which are bitter too salty or too hot or overly mixed with red pepper cause misery by reducing the mucus in the stomach leading to disease foods in the mode of ignorance or darkness are essentially those that are not fresh any food cooked more than 3 hours before it is eaten except prasadam food offered to the lord is considered to be in the mode of darkness because they are decomposing such foods give a bad smell which often attracts people in this mode but repulses those in the mode of goodness remnants of food may be eaten only when they are a part of a meal that was first offered to the supreme lord or first eaten by saintly persons especially the spiritual master the guru otherwise the remnants of food are considered to be in the mode of darkness and they increase the infection or disease kisi ka jhootha nahi khana chahiye such food stuffs although very palatable to persons in the mode of darkness 
are neither liked nor even touched by those in the mode of goodness the best food is a remnant of what is offered to the supreme personality of godhead in bhagavad gita the supreme lord krishna says that he accepts preparations of vegetables flour and milk when offered with devotion patram pushpam phalam toyam fruit milk flour and water of course devotion and love are the chief things which the supreme personality of godhead accepts but it is also mentioned that the prasadam should be prepared in a particular way any food prepared by the injunctions of the scripture and offered to the supreme personality of godhead can be taken even if prepared long long ago because such food is divine transcendental therefore to make food antiseptic eatable and palatable for all persons one should offer food to the supreme personality of godhead on a daily basis that can save us from a lot of karma a lot of trouble so we have to be very careful every time we are making a choice to eat something we are actually sowing a seed for future happiness or distress future body future liberation or bondage so be very mindful and for that just keep referring to these verses from the gita and this chapter is quite uh, uh, extraordinary one of my favorite chapters gives us gives us so many insights and by hearing these we can become more and more careful in how we are living our life because human life means it is meant to be lived with the future in mind especially the ultimate goal uh, freedom from the cycle of birth and death in mind and not bondage thank you very much